Welcome to the Market in Motion podcast for financial advisors, presented by FMG Suite. Listen to interviews with the movers, shakers, geniuses, and innovators of the financial advisory world. Visit FMGSuite.com to discover more great resources and products to transform you into an extraordinary marketer and grow your advisory. And now, without further delay, the Market in Motion podcast for financial advisors. Hi, everyone. Mike Woods here, one of the founding members of FMG Suite. Welcome to the Market in Motion podcast for financial advisors, presented by FMG Suite. More than 40,000 advisors rely on FMG Suite to help them stay connected, build relationships, and grow their business. Now it's your turn. Visit us at fmgsuite.com and schedule a demo so you can see our tools in action. Today I'm excited to be joined by Nina O'Neill, who is a partner and investment advisor with Archer Investment Management. Nina also is the founder of the Female Advisor Network a national organization for female investment advisors. The Female Advisor Network's mission is to empower female financial professionals by providing a community of support, education, and mentorship. As you listen to the podcast, pay close attention to some of the nuances Nina explains about marketing to female clients and prospects. With some of Nina's insights, you might say, I got that, I get it. But with others, you may have a little bit of pause. For example, Nina recommends that reps use a roundtable when meeting with female prospects and clients. Subtle, but as Nina explains, it's critical to making a comfortable setting for all. At the end of the podcast, Nina talks about the acronym FORM, F-O-R-M. It's a technique she has used over the years to make clients feel comfortable in her office. Market in Motion podcast. Spread the word. Hi, Nina. Hi. Thanks for having me. FMG celebrated uh, March by debuting our newest collection of women-focused content. Uh, we rolled out a new video, an infographic, and a host of whole other items. Uh, when you log into your FMG dashboard, you can click on the banner and view the collection. Nina, have you had the opportunity to check out FMG's material yet? I did. I was able to check it out, and um, glad to see some marketing material for women that focus on or women or men that focus on women as a niche market. Yeah, awesome. It's, uh, it's something that we, as we look, we are constantly critical of our content library, and we uh, try to uh, uh, prop up sections that we feel don't have enough content and tone down sections that do, and we definitely felt like we needed some more in this area. So, Nina, I first want to talk to you about the Female Advisor Network. Can you take a few minutes and explain how the idea was created and where it stands today and what it looks to accomplish in the years ahead? Yeah, so just being a female advisor myself, I've been in the industry since 2006 and before that worked on Wall Street. So I had a lot of experience being just a woman in financial services in general. And consistently as I met other women heard that we had a lot of the same shared stories, um, experiences, hurdles, um, and also a lot of the same I think benefits as far as being a female in financial services and how uh, as advisors we, we may sometimes work a little different than men do. And so I kind of sought out a community or a way that we could um, expand on that or connect more. And I, I didn't really um, find something by, by only female advisors for female advisors. And so I wanted to create a retreat where we could consistently or annually get together and um, network, kind of deep dive into our practice and our, ourselves. And so started to think about the retreat and then just felt like three days together really wasn't fixing the um, 
need for community for female advisors that I think would is beneficial. I think we talk about we, we're we're low in retracting and attracting and retaining women in in our industry as advisors, and I think a lot of that comes from the lack of maybe a support network of sure. other women that have already gone through or will go through the same processes and and um, good good times and bad. So from the retreat, just kind of started thinking about it going to a bigger picture as a national community and just started putting the wheels in motion to do so. So that was kind of the inspiration. Uh, where it stands today, it's not quite a year old. I formally launched it in late April. Um, we have amazing women all over the country. I continue to be just blown away with the caliber of members that are coming in. We currently have uh, several ways that we connect together um, and programs that we have implemented to um, support and, and mentor and educate and help each other. And uh, to start, that is, there's an online platform and there's a members-only site where they can see who the other members are. There's a lot of resources. We have a partner marketplace that FMG is a part of, mm-hmm. and that's what we offer. From and thank you so much. And we offer promotional products or services for female financial advisors as far as the uh, pricing for the programs. And then um, we're also sharing educational content via social media in different ways to share with them what these programs or products may may have worked for their business and so we're trying to get you know get other women exposed to what resources are out there to do some of the things you know outsourcing marketing content that's so hard to create in our industry and other other things like crm systems etc and so but uh so there that's a digital way that we net we we kind of get together and support each other the other way is through a mighty network which is like our closed social program and then in person we have just launched community connections which are uh, local meetups led by amb- ambassadors in that area. Um, just starting those in 20, uh, late 2019. We have communi- uh, conference connections, which is where I've been working with conference uh, creators to try to get, if they don't already have something, try to get something at the very beginning of the conference where women can get together for coffee or a drink. One, to network so they know other women throughout the rest of the um, conference, but also maybe a buddy system if they're doing things at night make, might make them feel comfortable, more comfortable to have other women with them. Um, another thing that we do is the we have an accountability partner program and a mentorship program. So we have women across the country that they the members write in that they're interested in either. We ask a series of questions uh, through a survey, and then we're partnering them with a good fit for either an accountability partner or a mentor or a mentee, and then they're sent a, a workbook that's a 12-month guided program that I, I wrote um, in order to facil- facilitate these programs. Sure. Awesome. And uh, there's lots more to come out. I'm trying to think of what else. We, had, we do have a student membership, so we encourage students in any um, program, whether it's college or master's, to join, get to know some of the women in their area, to learn about financial services, uh, to learn about being a female advisor. We encourage our members to be open to the students to reach out to them for either coffee, internships, or however they may be able to expose these younger women to the industry and to this profession, because I think that's one of the other reasons why we have the lower numbers in, in females in general for financial advisors. I think just not as many women see it as an attractive um, job for them. They think it's a lot of 
analysis and stocks and maybe things that they're maybe, you know, just not as interested in when really we're in the relationship business. Right. And exactly. I think yeah. women are really great at that and prove to be fantastic advisors. Um, that's kind of a real quick where we stand and, and there's more, but what the network looks to accomplish in the years ahead, I wish I knew. Um, <laughs> we have a lot of programs coming out. It's, it's, you know, it's definitely a passion project. Um, our wealth management business keeps me super busy as well. So, I, I hope to continue to grow as a community together, and I've really gotten a lot of great ideas from the other members, and I know this will evolve. Um, I'm looking to implement things that will support um, pre- and postnatal mothers, as well as um, some other phases of life that are specific for women in, in those areas. And then um, I've been, we also have a speakers bureau and a media um, kind of repertoire of people that are looking for, like conference uh, planners that are looking for women on stage or media that are looking for commentary to increase their, their I guess, diversify their right. list of, right. of um, sources. And so I hope that we see more women through the network have those opportunities and continue to in the future. And then we're, we're starting more educational content um, this month and next month as well through webinars and videos. So I'm excited. It's been and a really incredible experience and um, giving me a lot more than I ever thought it could. So very enthusiastic about the future. Oh, I bet. Now I'm going to give everybody the website. It is www.femaleadvisornetwork.org. .org. Yeah. .org. Femaleadvisornetwork.org. Uh, yeah, the website I was popping on yesterday and just had a, a wealth of information on there. Uh, including a lot of pictures from uh, it was your first uh, get together in September. Was that the one you did that uh, where you had their first retreat? That was the first retreat. Yes. So we did have that and it was absolutely wonderful. We rented out a whole inn um, about 30 minutes outside of Atlanta and had um, we kicked it off with really just relationship building and getting to know each other. We kept it small intentionally. Um, so I think we had around 15 and 15 or 18 of us there. And then um, Saturday and Sunday were workshops. It, it's not a conference-like experience. It's much more of a relaxing retreat. You know, we encouraged casual clothes. Um, we had downtime to do some things around the area where we were at Serenby, which is in Georgia, and it's really amazing. So I think we had a really great experience, and I, I'm working on planning the next one right now for later this year. So that was exciting to see that vision come to reality as well. Yeah, you know, as I looked at that and, uh, you know, I compare it to other conferences that we see, I got a whole different feel when I looked at uh, your website and saw where you held the event, the people that were at the event, the the pictures you showed. It was much more of a intimate gathering like you're describing that is uh, more where you can network and share ideas versus where you're going and listening to speakers. Right, yeah. It was less about meeting more people but getting to know yourself and a handful of others uh, better and work on on your practice and goal setting and vision uh, for your future. So it was just a, had a very different and, and an intentional, very different experience overall. So yeah, um, well it gave it I gave appreciate that. yeah you. it definitely gave that feel on the website. It was one that I did a, a double take on. Um, oh good yeah the that, now let I wanted to touch on the meetups too because that sounds like a very uh, interesting avenue. You see meetups. Uh, I get invited to probably a half a dozen every uh, couple of weeks where they either 
or something that's directly that I'm connected to or indirectly and and I'll go to the ones that I have but this is uh, this uh, this uh, a meetup for female advisors is uh, something that would be relatively unique for the industry. Uh, yeah, so I've always believed in collaboration, not competition, and really love networking with other advisors. I, there aren't that many in my area that are, are women, but I have gotten to know some of them and just thought it's a good way for us to kind of get together, talk shop, um, have a support system of somebody that really understands our business and what we go through, um, days like Monday that, and today that are tough in the markets. and. <laughs> Just create a more local uh, network for yourselves. It's going to always be a relatively small group unless you're in a larger, you know, significant met metro area. Right. Just because right. it's a game of numbers, right? right. So, um, and then you know, we have a place on the member website where the, the members can write in that they want to be an ambassador, and we give them the tools to network the event. Um, I mean, sorry, to market the event, and then. Um, try to get, you know, facilitate that and give them a list of people in their area that might be potential um, either current members or maybe future members that are local female advisors. So we're trying to facilitate that as much as possible, but they know their local market best. So we're leaving it up to the ambassador to determine, you know, when, where, is it coffee, is it a happy hour, right. what part right. of the town or city, timing. Um, but we do ask that they kind of make a 12-month commitment and keep it consistent because it, it takes some time to get these things off the ground and get people to pay attention to them. We're all really busy um, professionals, and um, so we're, we're excited that that has started and we'll have more coming out throughout 2020. Yeah, I'll say, boy, uh, I'll RSVP to five and show up to one. So I'm, I'm a poster child for <laughs> that, that you need that consistency. Uh, well, that's awesome. I'm great, glad you gave us a great background on that. Uh, I want to switch gears now. I want to talk a little bit about um, uh, what's going on. Being uh, We just passed International Women's Day, and uh, March is Women's History Month. I think the uh, that, uh, that message definitely got through to the trade publications because uh, yesterday <laughs> I read a couple of articles in the trade pubs about women, and I'd like to get your perspective on them. To, I think they both raised really interesting questions. Uh, financial planning's headline was Advisor's Dilemma, Women Less Engaged, More Negative Towards Financial Planning. And the article talked about women control more than $20 trillion in wealth, but they're less likely to hire a financial planner to advise them than men. I wanted to, I wanted to get your perspective on that. Have you found that to be true? And uh, what have you learned really about working in the women's market? Well, first, first, I, I don't actually focus just on women. So sure. we have, I would say, the majority of our clients are couples. But in that couple, it's typically a female that has um, had some sort of career or currently has a career. Um, so I, I was really interested to, to read through that article because that's not the experience that I have had. That may be because I am a financial advisor, so any females that are with me or have hired me or engaged with me, um, I very much see, so I don't really know who's out there not hiring an advisor, right? So, right. Um, but the statistics were really interesting, and what I see in our, just to speak to, to my client base and the women that I, I work with, I find them really planning focused and less investment and performance focused. They have much more concerns on am I making the right decisions? Um, and, I, and I've also found it's probably 50-50 on who's the lead in the family on the finances. So we oh, always like to try to, you know, who's the financial quarterback in your family or tell me how you as a couple 
navigate finances together and try to get an understanding of their experience together with money. Um, and then the the single, you know, whether they're widowed or divorced or just never married women that we work with, um, I, I think for them, they're, they've hired a planner, so they have us, and they're very grateful for the advice. Um, some of them are more hands-on than others. They're more engaged than others. But I could also say that for some of my male clients. So I feel like for me, I've really seen – as a gross generalization, women much more engaged in the planning process and, and as we develop our relationship, the, the decisions they need to make throughout their years. What I, what I would say I see socially through whether it's my kids' school or friends, I definitely don't see as much conversation or um, engagement around the finances. Um, Interesting. I, I find a lot of women ask me questions, and they're really interested in what I have to say. I find a lot of women can be really intimidated. I'll get the response, um, uh, you know, you're so smart, you're such a math, you must be such a math person, or you, you know, you work on Wall Street, and I appreciate that compliment, but I actually struggle with math. I'm a relationship person, and I love puzzles. I love the planning process. My business partner's male. He's actually more the analyst brain, and he runs our investment management, so I just found a partner that had some of the strengths and skill sets that I didn't, and we're and same for for him for me, and so we're able to really complement each other. Um, but I would say personally, I think I, I see and I really encourage people, even if they don't want their hands in it every day, if their husband's taking care of it, that's great. But if something happens to him, I've had this happen in my family, uh, you know, an, an unplanned for, unexpected loss can really devastate you financially, but if you're in that moment, you really don't want to try to figure out what the bank password is or what accounts you even have, and I really encourage both parties to be involved in the meetings with us, the decisions, and what's going on with their finance, their, their financial lives. Sure. Do you find when you when you work with a, a, a couple that the, the 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 man does say the investments and the woman does the planning do they do they have roles like that or do you find it very uh, uh, different throughout there's really no, no real generalization you can throw over it I think because of the way our process is set up everybody because we're we're planning first planning focus performance is important but it's part of the conversation and it's secondary and so I feel that because of the way our process goes, both are really engaged more in the planning uh, than the investments. It's also, we run discretionary portfolios. Our clients are not involved in our investment decisions other than um, as far as just the the actively traded portfolios. So they're they're pretty hands-off in that regard Uh, anyway. Gotcha. Um, I would say if, if I had to make a call, I think the men tend to go into more questions but that's not always the case. A lot of times that depends really more on their background. I find engineers have more technical questions, and uh, we have some female engineers. We, we have a lot of engineers and tech people in our area. So, um, you know, I, I just have to say, in my opinion, I haven't seen much of a difference either way, but I haven't seen either party weigh heavily always on the investments or, or divided up, like you mentioned. Gotcha. Interesting. You know, and then I wanted to check with you. I, uh, there was another article in Financial Advisor IQ. They talked about women client present an untapped opportunity for financial advisors. Uh, but it but it said that even with even women with great careers often lack confidence when it comes to money. 
You know, I thought that uh, that, that struck me as odd. Uh, have you found that women lack confidence when it comes to money, planning, investing, all of those? Um, yeah, I mean, I've definitely seen that. Again, I've seen it in men too, but I've definitely seen it in women. And whether they're doctors or lawyers or, you know, experienced sales professionals, business consultants, um, I find that they do they do ask questions and, and they are, are very trusting of us and they know that they can ask a lot of uh, us a lot of questions but we do frequently get the caveat this is a stu- this might be a stupid question but or sure, I might be dumb not doing this there's a lot or you know I know my job I don't know anything about money and so we always I mean I'd like to say repeatedly there are no stupid questions nobody was right. born with knowledge of personal finance innately just known to you and it's really not taught in the general. Um, you know, public for right now, I think we're improving, but financial literacy is a big thing. And sure, I work yeah. with several 401k plans and find that a lot of women, uh, well, a lot of people in general just don't have a sound knowledge of, of just basic financial concepts. And a lot of women, I think, shy away from asking questions or participating in being fully engaged, especially if it's in a group setting. That's where I've seen it the most in maybe some of the educational presentations in like a 401k plan. Interesting. Fascinating. You know, it's, uh, um, uh, my lovely bride is, does clinical research. And, uh, this year I forced her to go through the tax process with me of gathering all the receipts, putting all the documents together, meeting with the CPA, putting all the material together. She also has an LLC. So She's got a vested interest in this game. Um, but it was a real, uh, she went kicking and screaming, but went through it anyway, <laughs> just because I, I, I reminded her that, uh, you know, you, you really, you almost have to force yourself. But um, um, do you find that, uh, that you hear similar stories where, where either men or women kind of force themselves to go through a process of learning about money, about money, investment decisions, about planning decisions? We're really working typically with both couples, so I, I don't know that I see one or the other gotcha. as forcing themselves to go through it. I think some, after we kind of get started, we will see one of the spouses drop off, and it is more frequently the wife, um, where we're then more dealing with the the husband. Sure. Um, but, it, but I only have a handful of those. We do try to loop, loop the wife back in you know, after it's been a period of time and we really haven't met with her. Um, but some of them just aren't interested, and, and, and that's fine. In in my home, my husband's completely disengaged. He, right. he doesn't. He's never done any of the tax process or anything, so it can go both ways. But I, I would say there's definitely a, a you know a, a bent towards women being less engaged. But I think as when the world is changing and women have more careers and things, you just see a generational difference in the involvement with with money than anything. Right. Right. Yeah. And I. Uh... Um, uh, in my neighborhood, there are a couple of women who are widowed and they go through all of these things. They don't really have a choice. It's not something they either consider good work or bad work. It's just what they do now. Um, so it is, uh, really is a, a case by case situation. Yeah. All right. So, um, I'm big on lists, Nina. I love lists. Uh, I think it's for easy for people to latch onto. I mean, I was reading something today just about, you know, uh, 
th- three lessons from uh, on the market volatile year. Six things you can do when the market's volatile. So uh, I wanted to get from you. Let's. Let, I want to take that idea and run with it. So I wanted to get your three best ideas on how to approach the women's market. Now, now here's the caveat. Here's the twist. Let's look at it from a male advisor's perspective first, and then from a female advisor's perspective. So, what are if a male advisor is looking to uh, market more to women and be more involved with that, uh, what ideas, what what approach should they take, or what would what what three pieces of advice would you give them? I think one um, consider the space around you. Just make sure it's a comfortable, non-threatening space for meetings. We're very conscious of how we set up our conference room. For example, everything is, our tables are all round with, with chairs. It's a collaborative feel. Um, if you have a big boardroom, you know, maybe that feels intimidating. Uh, you, you across the desk. Um, I would say the second thing for men is address the women. Uh, if you're in a couple situation, address the women often and uh, just make sure she's engaged. And <clears throat> excuse me, ask how they handle their finances if it's a single woman that has gone through a process of either um, death or divorce, find out what their, their relationship with their former spouse was like with their finances. And um, also, if you have a woman that's never um, gotten married and has always handled her own finances, I'd say you can probably talk to her pretty savvy. Um, most women sure. that have earned their own, and, and you don't have to um, treat them any different, honestly, than anybody else. And then three... If you find that, again, in a couple situation, if or in an individual, really, if they're not talking, begin to ask questions that might make more, might be more comfortable. Talking about money can be difficult, but we can still get a lot of information about people by talking about things that they love and are used to talking to. Like, tell me about your children. What are, you know, are they are they independent? Or are they still, you know, are they still in your home? or grandchildren, you know, it starts a warmer conversation than just the cold money, you know, the, the jargon and things like that. Yeah, that's fascinating because it, um, uh, it really is boring to talk about investments. It's a lot more interesting to have a conversation about uh, uh, your children and what they've been doing. And people love to talk about that and their successes and their, their, their troubles and uh, boy, they, they, they could, they could, they could write a book about that, but you get them on some other subjects and you're going to get a very, very shallow response. Yeah. When I first started as a financial advisor, I kind of taught myself a process and, um, I don't think I've ever really gone back and thought about this yet. And so just now we said this, but it was called form and it was talk about their family, their organization, what their retirement goals are, and then talk about their money. Ah, form. I like that. I form, like that. Yeah. Form. All right. Uh, our engineer is quickly writing those down. <laughs> <laughs> Family, organization, retirement, and money. Awesome. Perfect. Yeah. And then, so from a female advisor's perspective, I think one thing is be aware that not all women just want to work with women. Um, you know, I'm, I, I see a lot of the women that we work with that are just as happy working with my male business partner. Um, so that's, that's kind of a stereotype out there that, that women want to work with women. Um, I think not all of them necessarily do, and that's okay. It's, there's, there are many that do. Um, two, I think if you're, if you're really marketing to, to women, and I, I don't, I've never kind of marketed solely to women, but um, in the relationship building with the women that we have in our client base or prospective clients, I found they really love events that are fun and educational because they may not ask the question, 
at like an economic forecast that we do, which is a group of strangers they don't know. But if it's women and wine or health and wealth or a paint party where you give kind of a finance 101, um, not to treat them like they don't know anything, but a lot of women don't really want to acknowledge how much they don't know, and they, it's easy to go, oh, my husband just handles that. Um, and so I found that if you kind of make it fun and attractive event to go to and educational, they really get a lot out of it. I've had women, I just had a woman uh, in the last week tell me, man, I really love that women and wine event you did at somebody's house not long ago. I was able to go home and have an intelligent conversation with my husband that I had more confidence. And so I think those are good um, ways to get in front of women, develop your relationship with them, and, and have fun while giving them some valuable knowledge. And then don't be stereotypical. I think even as a woman, I can sometimes find myself slipping into just the biased assumptions we all sometimes have. And so I think just being very open-minded and, um, you know, assume she knows a lot about money, assume that she has a great career, you know, assuming all these things, and then you're only complimenting the person if, you know, and, and, and maybe hoping they're getting them to open up and say, thank you so much, but I actually don't know that much about finances, and I, you know, I, I want to learn from you. Sure. Interesting. Fascinating. You know, it's some of the best conversations I've had about with, with both men and women just about money are at social events where they just feel more comfortable talking about it because they know what I do and they know uh, about, about who I work with. And so they're much more comfortable, you know, I hate to say it, but after a glass of wine or two saying, you know, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? It's it. They're, right. they're, they're, uh, so I'm not surprised to hear the women and wine party went great. Uh, it, 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 it strikes a chord with me that it's more, um, it's a creates a disarming environment where people they they lose some of their inhibitions and they're much more comfortable just bringing up things that bug them. Right. So perfect. And it's fun for me too. I like wine. Yeah. <laughs> God forbid you have fun at one of these events. All right. So so there's our list. Just to recap, for the best ideas for men, consider consider the space. When you're, you're working with a, a woman, address the woman often if you're meeting with a couple. And if they're not talking, draw them out. Uh, for women, don't assume all women want to work with women. Uh, the a second item is, remember, it's an event fundraiser or a, event educational event, something like that. And then the third thing, don't be stereotypical in how you speak to them. So great list, Nina. Perfect. Well, Nina, it's been an awesome call today. Thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, uh, we wanted to uh, certainly, it's a, it's a section that, uh, it's, a, it's a time of year that we, FMG, want to uh, draw more attention to, Women's History Month. And uh, we appreciate you doing the podcast and look forward to getting some great responses. Thank you. I really appreciate it. It's always fun to get to talk about things that I love. Awesome. Nina, have a great day. Talk to you soon. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Market in Motion podcast for financial advisors. If you found this episode informative, please share with your peers and colleagues. Visit fmgsuite.com to discover more great resources and products to transform you into an extraordinary marketer and grow your advisory. Subscribe and get updates delivered right to your inbox.